Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, tuning in from all around the world. This is your host, Steve Zekas, the Sinatra Swab, host of the one and only Dominate the Deal podcast. Today's guest is a very good friend of mine. Her name is August Williams, a.k.a. Miss August, from her podcast, Simple Beauty Podcast. Feel free to subscribe on iTunes, Anchor, and all the awesome platforms out there. She's really big into self-awareness, how to look from within instead of looking in the outside world for the solutions to the biggest problems and challenges you're facing in your life. She's a freelance professional makeup artist and successful badass entrepreneur. She's a wife, a mother of four super duper children right there and are really going to be part of the generation of people that put a big influence in the world and really change the way not only we do business, but the way we treat others and the way we see the world. I'm super excited to get into this. So before I sound like a Hallmark greeting card, ladies and gentlemen, give Miss August a welcome to Dominate the Deal. Thanks for hopping on. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So let's get into it. You know, yes. Miss August. You know, tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, give people an idea of, you know, about who you are and what your background is. So my background is I'm a professional makeup artist. I've been doing that for 10 years, ever since I had my first son, who was nine, oldest child is 16, but my first son, he's nine. Once I had him, I realized it was like a shift in what I needed to be doing. Since I've been about 17, I've been an entrepreneur. And that's a funny story. We can get to that later. It's not that funny, but it's just interesting. You know, I, but I've been an entrepreneur and a freelance makeup artist. So that's just what I do. That's who I am. I decided to make Simple Beauty the podcast because I really felt like the inner work was being, you know, missed when I would be out and do, do like my work, photo shoots, when I, I was a model at one time for a very long time. It was very recreational, real fun, real underground thing in the DC area. But I did that for years and I still go back and support that community. But the reality is, is that inner beauty is what has to go first. If you don't have that inner beauty, it's gonna show on the outside and it's gonna be so evident. So through work and experience, that's just who I am. I'm a peace-loving person. I'm a business-loving person. I love anything parenting, beauty, and podcasting. So that's a little bit about me. Fair enough. I, I like the positive vibes you're bringing. This is, we can definitely get to get deep here. So just like real quick, um, you mentioned about inner beauty, right? And you really hone in on that message with everything going on, you know, with the whole COVID-19, with the rioting, with, you know, the world really seeming like it's, you know, batshit crazy right now. Do you think that, you know, there's still an opportunity for us to see the beauty in the world or have we really lost that perspective? I think it's definitely a self-perspective. And that's why I'm always really big on self-awareness, being aware of how news shifts you, being aware of like where you come from and what you are already solidified with within yourself. So when things like pandemics come or when things like, you know, you hit your toe <laughs> on, on the side of the bed, it does not re like mess your whole world up. You know, things are going to happen 
everything is unknown. The future is unknown. Right now is the only thing that you can concentrate on. So I'm always about just being your best self, always. It was a huge adjustment for myself and my family because we are entrepreneurs. My husband and I, we have a contracting company where our work is done outside and in people's homes. But how can we go into people's homes? How can we do commercial contracting? If everything's shut down and you have to wear a mask and people don't want your germs with their germs, you know? So the reality is, is that you having the mental stability and always working on your mental state and your boundaries, which is the hugest thing for me. What I know I can take, what I know I can't take, how much news I know I can watch, how much, at what point do I know I have to stop it and say, you know what, I can't even ingest any more negativity. I can't listen to any more stories. I don't want to know what the number count is. I'm standing in the house, you standing in the house. Okay, so we're good. So that's really how my perspective is as far as this pandemic pandemic has been for myself and my family, to be honest with you. 100%. It's almost like because the pandemic has really taken away the fast paced of business and the way, you know, we interact in day-to-day life, it's almost like we're now putting ourselves in an environment where there's paranoia creeping in and we're always just focusing on the fear of what can happen instead of really being able, like you said, to be aware of who you are and where you want to go with your life. Yeah, and hone into yourself and know when enough is enough for you. I think that's like the, 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 the most important thing that you can do. Know when enough is enough for you. And don't fiddle with that. I'm a big girl on boundaries. Like everything I do, like if I can't do it, I'm not going to be able to do it. Because I know what the other side of that looks like. I know what anxiety feels like. I know what nervousness feels like. I know what panicking feels like for me. Do I ever want to be there? Not if I can help it. So boundaries are super, super important. So yeah. Was there, for you in your life, you mentioned you know, a lot of things there, right? You know, anxiety, panicking, and really setting those boundaries. Did you always have that strong moral code to set those boundaries or did you have like a really you know have something like really bad happen to you where you had to say hey you know what i really need to set my boundaries better and be more aware of who i am no i haven't always i've, I've always been strong-willed i was raised that way to be strong-willed to think for myself to make sure that i'm always looking out for me so i've always been a self-aware person but boundaries is something that I'm still working on to this day. But nothing in particular happens to happen to me, but I've noticed how I feel at the certain things. And I'm so self-aware in my thinking that if it shifts me in a way that I do not welcome, I have to just say, stop. I can't do that. And therapy, too because I am a black woman and therapy, every time I say it, a lot of people cringe that look like me or you know, that grew up with me. They're like, girl, you wanna see somebody? I say, yes, I am. <laughs> I gotta talk about this. I gotta get this off. I gotta make sure. And that has did it, nothing for me but great things. And you know, I, I really feel like that is where you really get the essence of how you matriculate and go through life when you get those lessons and you get the professional help if you actually need it. But if you can just figure out where you can give and where you can take, I just think that's what it is. It's badass. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Badass, to be honest with yeah. you. I feel, do you think um, 
when when people ask you like hey how do you have all these great things what's you know the advice you give them to become the best version of themselves so you're asking me say that one more time sure sure so let's say you know say you have a person that you know that you've known for a long time right and they're kind of you know floating around in life they're almost like a tumbleweed in the wind yeah. right they, they it almost seems like they don't have a purpose but yeah. you run into them and it seems like they're always having the same conversation like hey like miss august you know how can i you know like how can i be successful like how can i build the best version of myself like what would your advice be to a question like that i'm always i'm always cognizant of what level a person is at right then and there and if that's not working for you fall there adjusting yourself right then and there and you know i mentor like a lot of youth and also a lot of young adults and their questions always come up they always want to talk about purpose how do you feel about purpose for me purpose is recognizing where you are now and what skills complement you in that moment you can always find your purpose when you find some type of comparability in whatever you do well. Your purpose can be built from whatever you feel like you do well enough that can be honed in and you can get certification behind it. Like your purpose will work with you and it will be more intentional the more self-aware that you become about yourself. So that's really what I say to people because you're never, you're going to have a purpose for each time and each season in your life. So work on your purpose for that season. Cause I can be, I can say that, Oh, Hey, I want to have, I want to open up my own practice just so I can help people. I want to be a therapist, but what does that look like? If I'm not doing that, do I feel like my purpose is to be a therapist? No, but maybe I feel like I can help in that way in some areas. So, if that is your purpose, your purpose will work for you. So we can have a podcast. We can, you know, always feed and seed into ourselves. Whatever we feel like we do well, whatever we feel like is great for us in that moment. I really think that that's how you navigate how to get to your purpose. I thought that was good. That's some great value right there. Great value for sure. I would, let me ask you this, right? We talked about, you know, you said you were a model when you were younger and you know you did that you know like on the side and whatnot did that help you start building a stronger sense of you know self-confidence in that regard in your opinion absolutely you know when i say i was a model i was a competitive model it's 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 like when the people watch pose on tv I did that for many years and I still go back and support that community now. I come from an athletic background, a, you know, I cheered, danced, stepped, you know, for years. And then I transitioned and became, you know, an underground model. That's what I call them because it's a sport, you know, it's a competitive sport. So I'm always, you get your confidence by knowing how to get up from when you lose. You get your confidence from knowing when you were so undeniably good that you can still pat yourself on the back even when the people don't see it for you or even when you lose at something. And when you win, your confidence should not look like ego in my opinion. 
So I did get a lot of confidence from that. But being on the stage and, you know, always performing, you, you gradually get that. And a lot of people aren't, you know, they're not blessed to just say that, oh, hey, I started out dancing and, you know, or oh, I've been in school plays. You can always get confidence from those areas. But yes, that definitely attributed to what confidence looks like to me. It did. And in regards to, you know, today's society, you grew up doing cheer and gymnastics and you all were always putting yourself out there. You're always competing, right? With social media do you think it's easier nowadays especially with like social media to have people have a false sense of security and a false sense of confidence about themselves i actually think it's worse than social media if i'm honest with you because you you and i can be competitive and I can see you twice a year and you and I can go head to head and we'll have our gathering of followers. And that's just what it is. We, you win against me, I win against you. We're great competitors. Social media takes that and amplifies it. Because not only do I get that group of people in that gymnasium that I'm trying to impress, those judges I'm trying to impress, I get a whole slew of people from social media that's a million plus, depending on how popular you are that can come to me and directly criticize me, not only for my art, but whatever they want to say to me. So to me, I'm kind of grateful that I didn't grow up in the age with y'all right now with the social media, because I just feel like you can just be what you want on the internet. And a lot of people use it differently. A lot of people aren't on there just to esteem you. You're going to have people who follow you that are fans and people who follow you just to watch you and the other people that follow you because they really can't stand you. They just want to keep up with you. So I'm kind of grateful that I didn't grow up in that area, but I do think social media is a great tool, but I would not want to be the competitive person for social media if, if growing up, you know? 100%. I mean, definitely it seems like people are so soft these days. It's crazy how like, we can't take a joke these days. I'm like, yes. oh my God. Like, yeah. I'm thinking about like times where like I play, whether it was like rugby or like baseball. And I'm like, dude, I'm getting like ripped apart here by my coaches. And like, I had to like, I had to eat that. But I think that was one of the greatest blessings in disguise because you build a thick skin. And yes. I think like us, like you, myself, people who grew up having to, you know, hey, tough luck, and growing up with that mentality, it, it almost builds you up to withstand all the negative and negativity and all the hate nonsense. Yes, it, it gives you a skin that they don't have. I always tell people that I grew up outside. Y'all grew up on y'all phones. So we're not the same. <laughs> we are not the same. 100%. And I get that 100%. because, you know, you, you really have these kids who really hide behind their phones. They have no personality, but they're the, they the, have the most on the internet. And I'm like, so who do you do this for? It's always confusing to me. I, it's always confusing to me, but yeah. Yeah. That's social media or something. Outside of your podcast, being an entrepreneur and, you know, like the contracting company you have, what, what do you do outside, you know, some activities, some hobbies that you're in that really help boost, you know, your self-esteem and, you know, just to get a greater 
appreciation for what you have. Oh yeah. I spend a lot of time alone because I talk so much. I talk a lot. I grew up a loner, so I didn't really talk. I, I, I talk a lot. I've been talking my whole life. I've been getting in trouble for talking my whole life. So, you know, I love listening and hearing things because I get more perspective about things. So my hobbies and interests are things that can just dial me back from always having to be a mouthpiece for something. You know, I, I talk so much because I have four kids. I'm steady telling them what to do, what not to do, or how something needs to be done, you know. Then I'm a wife, and then, you know, it's just so much. So I like to hear and listen. So one of my hobbies is just to be silent on purpose, and that's a real honest-to-God truth. Like, I will literally not say anything and listen to my actual thoughts, which takes me to another hobby, yoga. Such a okay. peaceful experience it's so peaceful and that always centers me because it reminds me how grateful i am and what i actually need to be focusing on and what focus looks and feels like so yeah my hobbies of course is to play in makeup like i i love to just play in it experiment with it just because that's just what i do and then i really do honestly love to just listen to podcasts and get perspective and listen to people. So yeah, those are my hobbies. Right on. And I've been trying to get into yoga too, but you think it really helps you outside of, you know, being at one with your thoughts, really accept reality and where you're at right now, but also focus, you know, on your strengths and like what you can really improve on. Yeah, because when you think about it, I, I went into yoga because I was trying to figure out what I can do healthily now for myself. I'm not a gym girl. You know, I've always been fit because I've been active my whole life. But since I had my three-year-old son, who will be three next month, I kind of, the activity just went away. You know, it just was here and there. But I never wanted to lose sight of my athleticism. And I realized that those people who do those yoga poses, I was like, hold on, these people are the bomb. So I just looked into it and I started doing it. And it not only helps with a peaceful thing, but it introduces you to parts of your body that you never even used before. So that stretching for me is so good and purposeful. I'm like, Dang, I know I have another muscle back there where my hamstring is. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, 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 been, it's been beneficial for strengthening my body and strengthening myself with my body. So if I walked by and I just, like, saw you and, like, 20 other people, I'd be like, damn, they're the bomb right now. I need to get in on that yoga class pretty much. No, if you go on YouTube and watch them, you're going to be like, hold on, you can do that? Yeah, you can. You really can. You really can. But I'm still in the beginning stages because I want to slow walk myself. I'm kind of scared to get really advanced and twist myself up like a pretzel, you know. So I, I, I'll probably, I, I'm just going to take it slow. But it's, it's really been really good connecting with my breath. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And for you, like, looking at, you know, big picture right now, obviously talking about yoga and all these other great things you have going on for you. What's been the greatest accomplishment you think that you've had in your life up to this point? 
an accomplishment. You know, to me, I, I, I try to take myself out of stages and just appreciate where I am. My greatest accomplishment is just me feeling really solid with my, my family and my friends. So th that has been a work within itself because if you have friends and family, you know, it's always just, it's, 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 you, have to, you have to love these people. And that has, that's been something that I've been really proud of you know, building great relationship with my husband and building a great relationship with my mom because me and my mom, we're just starting to be friends in my 30s. That's crazy to me, you know? And but people never know that, but it's been a work. And so they've been like one of my greatest accomplishments. And of course, my podcast, Simple Beauty, I really feel like it's just so fruitful and so positive. So I, I'm, I'm really, really proud of that accomplishment. You know, I've done general things like, been at photo shoots and you know did beautiful makeup for beautiful people but my greatest accomplishment so far has just been really intentional about how i am building with my family at this point almost building an inner, an inner foundation when you feel like you can build yourself up no matter how many external external accomplishments that you have it'll never be enough if you keep looking outside and trying to accomplish those things where you feel like if you feel like you're living fulfilled, that's when it's like, okay, everything else is just a cherry on top. Yeah. Cause I'm, I, like I said, I'm really big on how I feel about me, you know, besides me having four children and me having a husband, I need to feel well about me. I need to be happy about what I see when I look in the mirror and how I'm projecting myself to myself. I think that's the most, that, that's the that's the greatest thing that you can do your self work it, it, you have to do it because if you don't like you said you looking outward and you thinking about what the cherry on top is and you know you looking for external validation all the time you start with you you be good with you you're going in well all the time fair enough and you mentioned right you know having a strong sense of family having a good moral compass right there would you say your family and your friends are definitely the biggest inspirations of your life and if they're not you know do you have more oh yeah inspirational you know what to be really honest yes because first of all you don't really realize how great children are until you get some because everybody has been a child before. And then when you get children, you're like, hold on, these little things are kind of really cool, but cool in a weird way because they challenge you if you allow them to challenge you. So they're super, so my nine-year-old and my 16-year-old, they're super inspiring to me because they always push past what my expectation of them is. And even if I expect them to clean up, at two o'clock and have the room clean by two o'clock and they don't do it at two o'clock and i ask why is your room not clean i said two o'clock right well i have to adjust my schedule but it'll be done by the end i, I wish i would have said that to my mother you know what i mean something like that inspires me because it's like dad you challenging me you allowed to do that okay that's cool right so kids, kids in themselves truly inspire me. My husband, he's been an entrepreneur since he's been 14 years old. His first and only job was to work for himself. And, and he has done, made millions upon millions of dollars just 
first of all, being a great guy. Like he's a great guy. He's a charming guy. He, he does concierge work so beautifully. We own a contracting company together. He's amazing. He inspires me because every time I wanted to go get a job or say, you know what, maybe I'll just go and do this. I'll work here for a year. He was like, but what, with what intent? With what intent? What would be your intention going to work somewhere when you can just work for yourself? And every time I think about that, I'm like, dang, what would my numbers have been that year if I would have just went and got my little four or five hours part-time? So he's definitely inspiring. I have friends and, and, and family and then people that I just adore on the internet, of course. So I'm inspired by, yeah, really, really the people around me first. So Why do you think, in your opinion, most businesses fail? Because you mentioned success. Why do you think most fail? I think most of them fail because they want to be right about how they're doing their business. Okay. Your customer is always right. And I think that's the most cliche thing in the world. But if your customer is satisfied, you get more customers. And I don't care how much of a butthole your customers are, or I don't care how needy they are. The reality is, is if they're satisfied, they're going to allow you to satisfy somebody connected to them. So I think most businesses fail because they don't make their customer their priority. That's just my and you think That's a really good answer. And you think now with, I was actually, I was doing a podcast with a good friend of mine, John Tarnoff. He was, we were talking about, um, how to reinvent yourself, right? And, you know, we were talking about like why most businesses fail. Do you think now with like how the world is gonna change after like this whole like pandemic, like are we losing more sense of like personal interaction with people? Not just like face to face, but also from like a business perspective? I think, I, I think it just depends on which business you're in. This probably, this Zoom, see Zoom, this ain't messed their business up. They are booming, you know? So it just depends on which business that you're in. You know, if, you, if your business is to interact face-to-face, -face, people love energy. It's, people usually don't get in business with people and do interacting with people if they don't love the energy of a person. So I definitely think it's going to be shifted and altered as it pertains to that because you know it's it's the, the, the internet's good the zoom calls are good you know but it's it's something about that personal interaction so the creativity behind it is is going to be a, the, the new challenge that's going to be the new norm of the new challenge if you ask me will simple beauty uh will the simple beauty podcast be up to the challenge you know what Yes, because I have awesome people like you who allow me to come on their platform and it's so random because I'm here and you're there, you know, and I know that people were doing remote recordings for and ever, but it makes it, you're more purposeful. It's more intentional now. You know, you can, I can actually reach out to the show without saying I'm a book of flight to go there and meet that person, you know, so Simple Beauty is definitely, when I kick back off with season two, season three, when season three comes back, it's going to be all interviews and it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to actually have you on the show, Mr. Steven. It'll be, it'll be my pleasure, Miss August. I, I better be the first one on the list. That's all I got to <laughs> say to that. I'll make, I'll make sure you are up there. Yes. Perfect. But in regards to, you know, your podcast, right? You, you obviously, you have a big vision for it and you did it with a purpose, 
where do you do you see a legacy with your podcast and if so like what does that legacy look like to you oh that's really really good as far as the podcast is concerned that legacy really is going to have to fulfill itself but what i would love to envision it every day and like as I envision super simple beauty, I just envision it just being at the top of what it's supposed to do. You know, I'm in a society and culture um, spectrum of podcasting, comedy, because I'm a little funny, you know, I click that too, you know, so I want to be at the top. I want to be the best. I want to, I want it to be fruitful so that once we get to a place that we can come together, our tours are so dynamic and awesome and inspirational and people leave field and not deplete it. People leave with, with, with real, real life goals and work and intention. So my legacy has to be, it has to be at the top because that's the only way I think. I want the best of the best. I'm going to continue to just work hard and make sure that that's just what we have on Simple Beauty, the podcast. Awesome. And with that being said, obviously there's gonna, there's challenges in every business. So like Absolutely. when a challenge comes, how do you, for, for the amount of success that you've had, how have you embraced challenges so that you can really push forward and get the amount of success that you've wanted in your life? I've been really, I've been really blessed to have um, a front seat look into what business looks like from, from the CEO itself. What it looks like when you have a 10 person employee, a one person employee, and then you still have to get the work done on your own. So for me, challenges, I've, I've been challenged my whole life. You know, you, you got to roll with the punches and you got to make sure that you try your best not to make those same mistakes again, if it happened to be a mistake or you gotta just rebuild and rebrand and keep on repurposing because that's the only way it is to go when you're an entrepreneur when you depend on yourself to be your fruit you reap what you sow as they say in the bible uh, okay <laughs> absolutely but what do you think is the biggest thing in your opinion august that people misunderstand most about you about me about you, yeah. Oh, my, whole life, on you. my whole life, I'm just, I know, I know. My whole life has been misunderstood because I was always preconceived. You know, I'm, I'm, it's so interesting to me because I've always just been the glamour girl, but I've been a simple girl. I'm your, I'm, I'm your girl's girl, the boy's girl. I'm the chill girl, but I've always been judged by other women and, you know, and looked at like I'm unapproachable almost. So that has definitely been a misconception because I'm gentle and sweet and kind and I'm definitely likable. People love me. <laughs> so that's probably been one of the biggest misconceptions my whole life. But it seems like that's a great answer, but it seems like you really growing up, people had mis misunderstood who you were, but you at that point, because 
people, I guess, misunderstood you, you almost had that opportunity to build an authentic presence. Like you didn't have to seek out approval almost to tell people and to show people who you really were. Yeah, and I struggled in the friend department forever because none of my friends ever looked like me. And I always thought it was weird when people would say that. I'm like, all of my friends have to look like me. I don't like the glamour girls. I'm really not a glamour girl. I just like makeup, you know? I just like hair. These are my interests. Why can't I just do them and do them and execute them well and still be normal or hang out with the girl who doesn't like high heels? Why can't I be with the girl that like the Jordans or be over there to the girl like the moccasins? Like, why can't everybody be friends? Why must it come from someplace of judgment? So it's, it's definitely been that. What, in your opinion, to help, you know, prime you and get you ready for your day to take on anything and everything in your day, what are some routines that you do to really help get you ready and to get you centered? Oh, I, I really sit still before I get up. I try not to jump out the bed. I don't care if I'm late. I don't care what I'm running behind doing. Even if I'm on time or I'm, I try not to just hop out the bed and just go. I like to plan out how I'm gonna get out the door. So that really keeps me centered because people, I, I watch I watch my kids and my husband do it. I'm like, you don't even give yourself time to get up. <laughs> and I find that it just helps. It helps. You wake up, you sit up and you say, okay, so what I'm gonna do next? And you sit with that and then you execute. So. I'm not saying sit for 50 minutes, but I sit there for a good two, three minutes. Then I, I continue on. It definitely seemed like a 50-minute saga you were going there. Like, Oh, yeah. Hmm. It just seemed like it what, what should I do today? <laughs> and then I meditate and I fly. No, 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 no. I sit there for about three good minutes and say, okay, go. That's if somebody doesn't jump on me before then. Hey, mommy, mommy, mommy. But I'm usually good for three minutes. Fair enough. Fair enough. You give that time to ground yourself mentally so that yeah, you can stack your small wins in the body up, you know? It's really scary when you when you just jump and move. Your body just don't respond well to that. I get headaches fast. So that's really what made me stop moving so fast. Come on, every time I just jump up, I get a headache. My mother always told me that I needed to drink water. I said, no, I need to slow down. <laughs> and that's what I started doing, and it's been working. It's been working. What do you think is the greatest strength about you? Could be personal, could be professional, it doesn't matter. What's your greatest strength? I feel like I have a few. One of my greatest ones is to forget. I forgive really fast. I, I cannot harbor bad things because it creates anger within me. And the last thing I want to do is feel anger against anybody especially if it's something from malice or not, you know? I, I think one of my greatest strengths is that I just forgive you. I don't mean I deal with you or fool with you after that, but I just forgive you. I release it and then boom. I feel like that's a great strength. <laughs> <laughs> one, one motion you could backhand the shit out of somebody and then next thing you know, you'll just put your hand right on the shoulder and be like, hey, I'm sorry. We're good. <laughs> But that's crazy. I've I've literally I've never heard that one before. 
I mean, I've heard a lot of like good strength. It's like crazy to think about. Yeah. In that regard. It's so easy to be mad and stay with it. I can't. I can't. I, I forgive and I keep it moving. I think it's. I think it's a very. Is it, it? It can become dismissive though, which is which is not a strength. That's a horrible place to be if you just dismiss somebody. But I'd rather be there than angry. So. <laughs> when you've forgiven somebody, would you say? Let me ask this. Would you say your forgiveness is almost a double-edged sword? The strength is that you forgive people really quick and you're able to move on with your life. Mm -hmm. But the weakness could also be that if people don't understand that forgiveness and mistake, it is almost like you don't give a, give a damn about somebody. Absolutely. That's when it gets even worse. Do you think it's almost like a double-edged sword in that, in that regard? I think it should honestly be received that way by somebody who deserves it to feel that way for them. So that's why I'm quick to forgive because I'm good with it. Now, if you feel like it's another level to it, a hit dog holler. That's what grandma say. So that's just how you got to feel about it. But I'm doing it for me. When I forgive somebody, I'm doing it for me and me only. I'm not doing it because it's the right thing to do. Because it's actually really hard to do. To just say, I'm just going, you know what? Okay, you're good. And I, forg but, and, and I don't always have to share my forgiveness. That's really the thing. Just because I forgive you, that don't mean you need to know. I did that for me, to release it from me. I probably never even told you I forgive you. We ain't talking, right? <laughs> it is what it is that's a very by felicia way of looking at it thank you just like that <laughs> let's keep the good vibes going here let's play let's play a game right okay, we're gonna play go. word association. we'll play word association all it is i'm just gonna say a word and since you know you got some really good one-liners and some quips going just say the first thing that comes to mind cool uh -oh. Courage. You got to do that one more time. I hear it. Okay. Courage. You say carriage? No, no, no. Like courage. Like, like bravery. Like courage. Oh, courage. Oh, it, oh I, I'm not even going to tell you what I thought you said. I'll say strength. That's the first thing that comes to my mouth. My mind. Faith. God. Purpose. You. Ambition. Get some. Value. Find some. Vision. Oh, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Loyalty. Woo, woo, woo. Is that a one word? Yeah, loyalty. <laughs> Doubt. Fair enough. You said what was it? Uh, I was either uh, value or vision. You said find some, and then the other one was get some. Get some. <laughs> and I meant it. <laughs> Where do you? So, with regards to vision, you know, get some, right? Yeah. But in, in a more like big picture perspective, where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? Like, what are your goals 
personal. Yeah, my goals personally, three to five years, like I told you earlier, is directly correlated with Simple Beauty, the brand, the movement, the message. Just find some inner beauty. And I want to be the top podcaster. I envision myself on tours in the next three years. I envision myself actually making money for my podcast because I, I, I don't. And it's definitely by choice. I don't. But in the next three years, th that will be my goal. Th that will be a, th those will be my inspirations and goals for the next three years. Finding yourself along the way and like really building that brand, building the Simple Beauty brand up. Yes, I want to continue to do that. I think it's definitely purposeful and purpose-driven. So I want to continue to evolve it. Who's the coolest person you've ever met? Mm, that's a great question. The coolest person I've ever met. Mm, my, my husband's father. There's <laughs> something so cool about him. I don't know what it is. He a cool man. He's he just has cool the it factor. Dude. Yeah, he just, he just has it. It, 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 it. He just cool. And it's something that's so unspoken. That's why I think he's so cool. It's, it's that presence for me. He got to be the coolest person I know, personally. You think just, it's, it's tough to describe that as like a characteristic almost. Like, oh, they just have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just have like that presence. You Like, yeah. what do you think are like some of like the biggest traits of successful people in your eyes? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, the, some of the biggest traits to me, one would have to be consistency. I don't know one successful person that has not consistently done something or practice at something. So that'll be that, that. That's one thing that I think successful people do well. I think that they continue to learn and be teachable. Success comes from that as well. And I just think those two are really great to be honest with you. Yeah. And being personable like yourself. You know what? Very true. A little personality never hurts. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> bit. You're super personable too though, you know? That confidence is something, I mean, I think a lot of entrepreneurs have it. You don't believe in you, who else gonna believe in you, you know? Yeah, nobody else gonna do it for you. No, no. And it's work to be done. Always work to be done as an entrepreneur. Yes. I think that's what I love about it so much. Like whether it's, you know, doing business consulting or just being like having a podcast and just having a platform, there's always something, but it's like, you're going into that fear. And it's like, when you go into that fear, you come out of it, you take pride in saying, Hey, I, I did that thing that it just made me better because I stepped out of my comfort zone. That's right. That's right. That's right. And it builds you. I'm always into something that's building you. So that was a great, that was a great point you made. I'm just like one big Lego creation that never okay. stops getting built. Okay. Just more blocks, more blocks, more blocks. Just more. Just trying to integrate and making sure they fit somewhere. Absolutely. What would you say... If you've had any, what's the biggest regret you've ever had in your life to this point? 
did you did you want like something on the business basis or something vain? Because immediately something vain popped up in my mind. <laughs> Whatever vain popped up in your mind, feel free. If it's professional, that's completely up to you. Not a big deal. Oh well, I'll I'll, I'll do something. I'll I'll tell you both. Well, so one of my biggest regrets would have had to be, you know, not going to the doctor on time when I was pregnant with my third son because I ended up having him in the car and it was crazy, okay? That's one of my biggest regrets, not making it to my hospital on time. <laughs> and the second one I was going to say, <laughs> are you laughing? <laughs> the second one I was going to say, leaving this coat, it was this Burberry trench jacket. It was only one. I went to another store, came back, and the jacket was gone. To this day, I regret it. Oh, I regret it. I regret it. I do not have it. Cannot find it anywhere. That's my second regret. <laughs> That's the vain one that popped up in my mind. <laughs> the trench coat that got away. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. To this day, I think about it. You see, as soon as you say I regret, that's one of the first things that popped up. It's crazy because, like, you know, you're like, you're so like big on, you know, yourself and like focusing on yourself. And you're just like, oh, this goddamn trench coat. I've been trying to find it for years. And it was that one in my size. I decided to be done and just run out the store real quick and come back. The coat was gone to this day. And this easily could have been my son. He's nine. This easily could have been eight, eight years ago. <laughs> I still regret it to this day. I cannot find it. I'm not going to hold you about it, but I'm just saying I still can't find it. My lips are sealed. I said somebody might be selling it now during this pandemic. <laughs> hey, they could. That's why I've been looking on eBay once a week. <laughs> I'm not making light of it, everybody. I'm just saying. <laughs> you got to laugh at yourself sometimes, you know? Period. <laughs> But for you personally, like, like what you have, you know, you're very consistent, right? You have, you're very passionate, you're very personable, but what's one skill that you're really good at, but a lot of people perhaps don't know about you, like maybe like a hidden talent or something like that. Well, I sing really well. It does something I don't even discuss. See, you made me say something. <laughs> I sing really well. I grew up in chorus and I sung in church my whole life until I stopped singing right up until teenage years when I didn't care no more. But yeah, that's one of my hidden talents. That, and I write really well. I do. Any uh, bestsellers coming out anytime soon? Oh, you know what? I will, I, uh, prayerfully, yes. Hopefully the next five years or whenever, you know, whenever I feel called to it, or whenever it just happens to be the greatest thing to do, yes, I'm looking forward to having me a bestseller. Be like Cal, be like Hank Moody on Californication. Got the yes. typewriter out. Yes, bust it down. <laughs> but in that regard, that's awesome, right? Because like, just thinking about like your vision already, like you could even like write a book about your life and then tie that in to your brand and help really enhance your message 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's value somewhere in that. It's value somewhere in that. I know it's just a talent. It's nothing that I ever wanted to concentrate on, you know. <laughs> but you know, if it presents itself, I'll be look. I'll, I'll prayfully it's aligning at that time. Have you gone back into doing chorus and singing, or no? That's just you put that in the past. That's it. Yeah, I'm 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 cool with it. I'm cool with it. I may I may take some voice lessons just because I speak so much now. I think it'll be helpful and I'll kind of be something fun to do. But yeah, she's in the past. <laughs> Singing August in the past. Singing August is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I never claimed to be the singer. I'm just an alto. <laughs> Fair enough. Not an artist, okay? Fair enough. I won't look on you at uh, Billboard Top 100 anytime soon. I'm not going nowhere near it. And we'll be on the New York Best Time seller list, Top 100, okay? <laughs> Deal. Fun Deal. Stuff. But um, we've had you know a lot of fun. We really dived into a lot. You know, I threw a lot of curveballs at you. You hit them out of the park been a lot of fun we talked about success you know talked about entrepreneurship talked really about vision philosophy and what really entails into life purpose this has been you know one kick-ass episode ladies and gentlemen this is steve zekas the sinatra suave host of my podcast dominate the deal this is miss august check her out on her podcast simple beauty she's going to be launching in the very near future with perhaps an Amazon best-selling book coming out on the way, hint, hint. But with that being said, Ms. August, is there anything that uh, you'd like to close out with? Anybody you want to give a shout out to? Oh, well, shout out to you for having me on. I'm super, super grateful for the opportunity. This has been an awesome experience. Even thank you. So you're the shout out, to be honest. I've been enjoying your podcast. So I'll leave you all with that. Listen to Simple Beauty. I have about 30 episodes, I think, already up. Have a good time. Go over there, laugh a little, let your hair down, and do some work, okay? My, my tagline on Simple Beauty is you can't put makeup on inner beauty, so just do the work. So that's Miss August. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah, you are so sweet. You're sweet. <laughs> well... Ladies and gentlemen, we are wrapping up this kick-ass experience. Very grateful to have Miss August on. As I mentioned, check her out. You can't put makeup on yourself, so just do the work. You heard it there first. And until then, stay, stay strong. Stay confident in yourself. Believe in yourself. Forge your own path. And I will be seeing you all very soon. Take care. Thank you again, August. Thank you.